Hey people! Have you ever wondered whether the Bible's accounts of historical events are true? Can we even trust the Bible? Well, that's what we're looking at today on Bible Basics and Beyond. Welcome, I'm your host, Jaden. I can't wait to get started on today's topic, Can We Trust the Bible? We'll be diving into evidence from different fields about the reliability of the Bible and proofs of evidence from archaeological finds, historians, internal evidence within the Bible itself, and the evidence of fulfilled prophecies. So let's get started. So let's start with the unity and coherence within the Bible itself. In last week's episode, we pointed out that the Bible consists of 66 books written by 40 different authors over the time span of 1,500 years and on three different continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Now, the Bible consists of many different types of writings. We have laws, narratives, historical accounts, prophecy, poetries, wisdom books, and so much more. What is absolutely amazing is that given this background, the Bible is still consistent in its content, meaning that it still is able to make it one unified story. Now imagine a teacher gives one topic to a class of 40 students to write without any discussions beforehand. Even with 40 people of the same age group, of the same culture and the same time period, it would be impossible for them to write in harmony or for their stories when compiled together to even make sense. Likewise, the accuracy and truth of the Bible can be highlighted by the harmony of its authors who wrote about controversial topics without collaborating. And yet there's coherence and agreement on every point of their doctrine. Next, let's look at proofs outside of the Bible, starting with archaeology. Dr. Nelson Gluack was one of the foremost leaders in the field of biblical archaeology. He even appeared on the cover of Time magazine for his prolific and extensive contribution. By relying on historical accuracy of scripture, he discovered 1,500 ancient sites. In Dr. Gluack's words, it may be stated categorically that no archaeological discovery has ever controverted a biblical reference. Scores of archaeological findings have been made which confirm in clear outline or exact detail historical statements in the Bible. And by the, and by the same token, proper evaluation of biblical descriptions has often led to amazing discoveries. So what are some of these findings? Firstly, the Hittites. Critics used to believe the Bible was wrong because there was no evidence outside the Bible that a group of people called the Hittites ever existed. Now they are mentioned more than 50 times in the Old Testament, such as Abraham buying a field from Ephron the Hittite, Esau who took two Hittite wives, Ahimelech the Hittite, and Uriah the Hittite, who was one of David's mighty men, known as the Thirty, and the husband of Bathsheba. But then in 1906, while a German archaeologist named Hugo Winkler was excavating in Boghaz Khoi, Turkey, he discovered Hattusa, the capital city of the ancient Hittite empire 
and he uncovered the entire Hittite library and 10,000 clay tablets documenting the Hittite history. Scholars translated these writings and discovered that everything the Bible said about the Hittite empire was true. Secondly, King David. Again, critics used to believe the Bible was wrong as there was no archaeological evidence that King David was an actual historical figure. But then in 1994, archaeologists discovered an ancient stone slab in northern Galilee that was inscribed with references to King David and the House of David. This discovery provided an archaeological connection to the references in the Bible about King David and his dynasty approximately two centuries before the events mentioned in the inscription. Not only is this the first mention of King David, it is also the earliest mention of a big biblical figure outside of the Bible. Next, Hezekiah's Tunnel. In 2 Kings 20 verse 20, we read about Hezekiah building a pool and a tunnel. Hezekiah's tunnel was discovered in 1838 by U.S. Bible scholar Edward Robinson. Now what I like about this discovery is that it correlates with evidence in the Bible. Even the smallest details mentioned in the Bible stands tested. In fact, the archaeological evidence in support of the Bible is so abundant that it has led well-known and well-learned skeptics embracing their faith. Sir William M. Ramsay was born to a wealthy family and raised an atheist. He graduated from Oxford University with a doctorate in philosophy and became a professor at the University of Aberdeen. He was determined to undermine the historical accuracy of the Bible and studied archaeology for this purpose. He then travelled to Palestine and focused on refuting the Book of Acts as nothing more than a myth. After 25 years of work, Ramsay was awestruck by the accuracy of the book of Acts. In his quest to refute the Bible, Ramsay instead discovered many facts which confirmed its accuracy. He conceded that Luke's account of the, of the event and setting recorded in the narrative were exact even in the smallest detail. Far from attacking the biblical account, Ramsay produced a book, St. Paul, the Traveller and Roman Citizen which supported it. Eventually, William Ramsay shook the intellectual world by writing that he had converted to Christianity. Ironically, this man who set out to refute the Bible found himself accepting the Bible as God's word because of his explorations and discoveries. Now, archaeology also ties in with historical evidence of which there are many. Let's take a look. An ossuary was a box constructed to hold the bones of the dead after key decomposition. In 1990, a startling discovery was made that shook biblical scholars and archaeologists alike. In, Peace Forest, in the Peace Forest section of Jerusalem, they discovered a burial cave containing 12 ossuaries, one of them being none other than that of Caiaphas, the high priest, who presided the trial of Jesus Christ. This amazing discovery provides us with a powerful historical connection to the events described in the Gospels. Another discovery was Pilate's dedication stone. In June 1961, an inscription on a limestone block found at, Ro at a Roman amphitheater, amphitheater in Caesarea Martima rocked the scholarly world. The block, which was once used as a dedication stone of a nearby temple and now reused for 
seating at the local amphitheatre had an extraordinary inscription. It read, Tiberium Pontius Pilatus Prefectus Judea. Those scholars who questioned Pilate's existence and the Gospels' accounts generally were silenced with this amazing discovery. Finally, let's get to my absolute favourite, the proof of fulfilled prophecies. I find this to be absolutely phenomenal. Many prophecies in the Bible have been fulfilled. There are over a hundred prophecies in the Old Testament that predict events that would happen in the life of Jesus hundreds of years before they happened. Can you even predict what the weather will be like tomorrow accurately, let alone specific events hundreds of years before they happen? Let's look at some of these prophecies about Jesus written in the Old Testament and their fulfillment in the New Testament. Now, it was prophesied hundreds of years before his coming that the Messiah would be born of a virgin, and that was prophesied in Isaiah uh, 7 verse 14 and fulfilled in Matthew 1 verse 18 and also verses 22 to 25. It was also prophesied that he would be born of the tribe of Judah, prophesied in Genesis 49 verse 10 and fulfilled in Luke 3 verse 23 and verse 33. It was also prophesied that he would be born in Bethlehem in Micah 5 verse 2 in the Old Testament and fulfilled in Matthew 2 verse 1 in the New Testament. He was, it was also prophesied in Zechariah 11 verse 12 that he would be sold for 30 pieces of silver and that was fulfilled in the New Testament in Matthew 26 verse 15. It was also prophesied that his hands and feet would be pierced and this was prophesied in the Old Testament in Psalm 22 verse 16 and fulfilled in the New Testament in John 19 35 to 37. And finally, it was also prophesied that he would be silent at trial. And in the Old Testament, it was prophesied in Isaiah, 20, uh, Isaiah 53 verse 7 and fulfilled in the New Testament in Matthew 27 verse 12 to 14. All of these prophecies were made hundreds of years before Jesus was born. The odds of one person being able to fulfill all of these prophecies with 100% accuracy is 10 to the 18th power. That's one with 18 zeros after it. Consider another wonderful prophecy in which God gave a Babylonian king an outline of history from his time to the end of the world. This was King Nebuchadnezzar, and he had a dream in Daniel chapter 2. God outlined for King Nebuchadnezzar the four great world kingdoms from his time right on down to our time, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and Rome. That the Roman Empire would be split into ten divisions, which are the European nations that exist today. The great king, who is represented by the stone cut out of the mountain without hands, refers to the coming of Jesus and his eternal kingdom. These events happened hundreds of years later, exactly as the prophecy said they would. Why should we believe the Bible is true? Because only God can foretell events hundreds of years before they happen. And each event predicted has occurred just as it was foretold in the Bible. Isaiah 46, 9-10 says this, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in this week. 
Join me next week as I explore more about the Bible and how to read it. I hope you have an amazing week and remember, God loves you.